What's it like to live in Baltimore after growing up in Sandy, Utah? Does taking a gap year make a difference in preparing for medical school? What's it like to be one of the youngest members in the medical school class? And if you're in a relationship, how do you find the perfect model for success? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Anish, a third-year medical student here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Okay, got another great guest today on the pod. Hey, Anish, how are you? Hey, Dr. Chan. Good, thanks. All right, so third year. Yes. Let's talk about it. Okay. What have you done so far? Well, I've done neurology, psychology, internal medicine, surgery, and OB-GYN. You mean psychiatry, not psychiatry. Psychiatry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Psychiatry. <laughs> We're starting off with the, the low blow right at the outset. Good way to start oh, the pod. Man. Okay. It's been a long rotation. <laughs> All right. So uh, neurology, psychiatry, and what were the other two? Um, OB-GYN, internal medicine, and surgery. Wow. So we're we're more than halfway point through thirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So as of today, I'm not going to hold you to this. Okay. What kind of doctor are you going to be? I'm thinking internal medicine. Internal medicine. Why? Um, well, I really liked sort of the patient care, and um, I really enjoyed being in the hospital and rounding as a team, and the generality of the practice. Mm-hmm. Do you like the longer rounds that they? Tend I to do. Have? The I do. That goes into it's a uh, you know. Lots of times you'll see on other rotations that uh, people just want to get done with rounds as fast as possible, and I really like talking about the patients and seeing what's going wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Kind of reflecting on how yeah. what you can do to help them and make them better. Yeah. Interesting. Did you start off uh, in medical school with internal medicine? Uh, I was thinking about it. Um, I was thinking something more emergency or critical care, which I could still do with internal medicine, but mm-hmm. I'm still leaning towards a little bit more of being a hospitalist. Okay, cool. So, I mean, that kind of begs my next question. Would uh-huh. you subspecialize or? I'm thinking about it. Um, if I do a pulmonology fellowship, then I could kind of either stay in the hospital or go into critical care. So Why pul- pulmonology? What attracts you to that? Uh, just the physiology of the lungs, I think, are really interesting, and it really helps sort of in those emergency situations, the training you get. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. And that would also, would that necessitate time in the ICU? Or? Yeah, okay. it would. How long is a pulmonary fellowship? Uh, it depends, usually a year. Okay, uh-huh. all right. So you kind of specialize just the lungs. You'd become an expert at the ventilator. All yeah. those buttons on the ventilator. I'm terrified <laughs> I'm know of touching everything yeah. they do. Okay. I'm going to be repairing them in my sleep. Okay. Oh, it's fantastic. And then bronching people. Yes. T- tell people what a bronch is. What does that mean? Uh, it's when you kind of put a tube in people's mouth so that they can breathe. Mm-hmm. Like a bronchoscopy, or or well, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, okay. <laughs> We're speaking different languages. Okay. I don't even know how to talk about pulmonary <laughs> stuff. I thought it wasn't that like a tube that goes down and like, can take a biopsy. Yeah, so you okay. can you All can right. either look at people's, you can help them breathe, you okay. can do lots of stuff with okay. it. Okay, <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Okay, let's start in the beginning. Anish. Okay, so um, you grew up in Utah. Yep. You went East Coast for school. Yep. What 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 drove you that decision? What was that? Uh, so it was actually kind of a family legacy. My dad did his postdoc at Hopkins, and then my brother went into his undergrad, and then I just followed suit. Is this Johnny Hopkins? This is Johnny Hopkins. Okay. <laughs> what was it like in, living in Baltimore? Uh, it was a lot different. You know, I grew up here in Sandy. Um, are you saying Baltimore and Sandy are different? What are well, you I mean, it depends on who you ask, right? Okay. <laughs> um, it was uh, it was definitely breaking my bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, Going outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, I was around a bunch of new people, a different culture, quite honestly, and. Uh, um, it was my freshman year, so mm-hmm. everything was a little bit different. 
So uh, my wife went to Hopkins uh-huh. as an undergrad. I think we've had this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and she would tell me these stories about the crazy pre-med culture there. Yeah. So do you agree, disagree with that? I do. The pre-med culture there is very heavy and intense. Uh, intense. Yes. Okay. Intense is a good word. Um, and, you know, probably – at least 60, 70 percent of my friends were pre-med. Okay. You know, um, it was a big portion of our class and it was what was on everybody's mind there. Was it super competitive then in classes? Uh, you know, there was sort of this undertone of competitiveness. Nobody was ever outright trying to be cutthroat, but it was People always kind of sneak into there. the lab to like foil no, someone's like chemistry no, experiment. Nothing like that. Okay. Though you would always worry about it. We'd always make jokes about it, but mm-hmm. um, it was always sort of simmering there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, did you were you engaged in the pre-med culture or were you kind of a step back from it? Or so how? I actually went to Hopkins to be an engineer. OK. So I didn't even join the pre-med program until my second year of school. Mm-hmm. Um, and by then I had already sort of established my own group of friends and stuff like that. And okay. so, you know, you just see the world differently when you didn't when you're when you came in as an engineer and then sort of switched to medicine, I guess. And like, did they have an advising office to help yeah, you? Yeah, they like, had a. How did they that had set a, up? Yeah. Uh, it's actually very good there. So they have a specific pre med advising office that uh, since sixty to seventy percent of people are right, headed that way. Right. Yeah. So uh, they're super receptive to students. They know what students are looking for, and sort of they've sort of seen it all. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with a large portion of the class going into med- medicine, uh, they kind of anticipate people's complaints or their questions mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and so it was actually pretty well run, pretty efficiently run, but with such a high load of students, they'd have to be. Okay. Yeah. And then did you get to volunteer at the Hopkins hospital or so, uh, what does that look like? So the undergrad campus is actually different from the hospital campus, the medical campus. right? The okay. medical campus. And so, um, uh, the closest hospital was uh, a different one that was just down the street from us. Um, and so I would volunteer there. And I did research at the Hopkins Hospital, which mm-hmm. was uh, a lot nicer. It was very nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and is it true, like the hallways in the hospital, there's a little gold tint it? I yeah. Mean, I mean, yeah. there have to be, Every, right? If you set foot on it, you just yeah. felt like 10% better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I already felt like I had made it to med school when I walked through. It was good. It was a good time. Oh, it's, a, it's fun talking about this. Okay. <laughs> So what advice would you give those out there uh, who are applying to med school? How, what, is, what is your secret? What's the recipe for success? Uh, you know what? I don't think I have a recipe for success. I think that when you're passionate about something and that when you really love it and if med school is your dream, then eventually you'll get there whether it's on your first try or second try. Um, one thing though uh, I do always sort of talk to people about who ask me about applying to med school is I never took a year off between undergrad and coming here and I mm. went straight. Um, and, you know, that summer was really nice. Like I went on vacation. I hung out with friends, you know, uh, lots of stuff. But I always sort of wished I had more time and uh, if not just to have more fun to kind of figure out who I was and what mm. I want to do with my life. Um, I mean, medicine is what I want to do, but what I want to do in medicine, because mm. it's such a big field. Um, and I see a lot of my classmates who, you know, took two, three years off before they came to school. And sometimes, you know, f- first year of med school, I really felt like they were a little bit more grounded and I was kind of just trying to get through the grind. Mm. So I, I noticed almost a hint of regret there. Yeah, a little bit. I do wish I had maybe taken a year off. Um, 
but I think things have worked out pretty well regardless, and so it, mm-hmm. it hasn't really affected me too much. Have you thought about taking a year off while in medical school? No, I don't. You know, I felt like uh, I got on this treadmill and it started going faster and faster, and I don't want to jump off until I reach the end. Is this treadmill the same as the rat race? I sometimes hear about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, there's a there's a point in school, and especially here, where you just feel like you have to learn for yourself and you have to keep up with learning and teaching for yourself and not mm-hmm. what everyone else is doing because everyone's going to different fields and everyone is doing mm-hmm. something different. Well, I'm going back to what you said earlier about uh-huh. finding your passion. Yeah. How, did, like what were your passion about? I mean has that passion changed since you started med school? Or, yes. Or has that remained consistent? So um, you know, I started off as an engineer, uh, a biomedical engineer. So I always knew I liked biology. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, I was doing like some research. I was taking some classes and I – I realized that I didn't really like the engineering part. I hated the engineering part. I really wanted the physiology. I really wanted the biology. And so I came into medicine knowing that I had a strong interest in physiology. Um, And then, uh, you know, first year you take a bunch of sort of generic classes, general classes, Mm -hmm. um, where you learn a little bit of everything. And so it's sort of hard to find what you really like in that very large overview. Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't until I hit probably second year and I was doing our, uh, physio- our core physiology class, heart, lungs, and kidneys, where I was like, man, I like really love this stuff. I don't care if I get tested on it every week. I don't care if we have like 300 lectures a day. Like I love it. Mm-hmm. Especially um, the lungs, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially the lungs. <laughs> and so – It would be um, greater than if you told me a story like growing up. Anytime you saw someone smoking, you just knock the cigarette just slap out of it their out mouth. Of like, oh my gosh, you're hurting your lungs, you know, Sometimes I walk around and I think about that. But mm-hmm. then I also realize that I don't want to start a fight on the streets because mm-hmm. Baltimore didn't train me that well. So <laughs> – um, so your passion was – it sounds like learning. and It was. Yeah. And that's a, a interesting you bring that up because I also realized uh, through like tutoring and things like that first and second year that I really like teaching. Mm-hmm. And so I really want to go into academic medicine. And um, you know, I just finished my surgery rotation and this attending gave me some really good advice. We were talking about some new uh, uh, surgeon that they wanted to hire and he was saying that he was talking to him about what's your niche? What do you want to do where you end up? And I never really thought about medicine that way. You know, I thought about what field I want to go into. But you think about what you want to be at the place that you end up. Mm-hmm. And I think I really want to be in uh, like medical curriculums mm-hmm. and medical school teaching. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people from the outside – you know, all the hospitals look similar, right? Mm-hmm. The VA, IHC, Primary, Shriners, the U. But I think you're right, Anisha, like they have different missions. Mm-hmm. And I think all of them on some level believe in teaching. But I would argue the Academic Medical Center, it's much more priority, right? So yeah. Have you yeah. noticed that? as you Have you rotated other facilities? I have. Okay. So um, definitely I've been to IMC. I've been to the VA. Um mm-hmm. And you'll see here, I feel like attendings are a little bit more into research and things like that um, than I would see at IMC. Um, And sometimes that's good because you get attendings who really like to teach. Sometimes it's bad because you get attendings who really want to go back to the lab. Mm. Um, But, you know, at IMC, I had great attendings and I actually really enjoyed working with all of them. But, um, you know, sometimes they were just kind of there to do their job. And I know other students who had that experience sometimes. But, um, you definitely see it – like everyone wants to teach, but I thought I saw it a little bit more here at mm. more of an academic center. Were you doing a lot of teaching activities back at Hopkins or in high school or uh, – Back at Hopkins I was. Like I was mentoring, tutoring, tutoring. Yeah, okay. mentoring and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean that, but it's really just something. It never really clicked to me before I came mm-hmm. here, though. That I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that. Well, I think that's I think that's beautiful, Anisha. It's gr- it's great that you've kind of found that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just curious though. Going back to your original comments, uh-huh. you know, you talked about having a gap year. What yeah. would you have done for a year? Um, you know, honestly, I probably would have traveled a little bit more. Maybe gotten a job for a year, something mm-hmm. to. I feel like it's very easy for me to relate to people in medicine right now. You know, you talk to your colleagues, you talk to attendings, you talk to residents and it's very easy for you to understand what they're going through because you're going through it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I, I feel a little bit more distant from people outside of the medical field in terms of just like relating to working, you know, working a nine to five job. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have that experience. You know, my hours are going to be 12, 14 hours or, you know, I get random days off in the week. Mm-hmm. Um, I really would have liked to have tried just kind of having a normal life for a year yeah. because med school really threw that for a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Your life is definitely different. It's on the path yeah. to always be different, like you said. I like the kind of image you used of a treadmill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I get questions a fair amount from people who, you know, rightly so, because I think our society kind of breeds this to a certain degree. But people, you know, people have like these 5, 10, 20-year plans in their brains and it's interesting it's like we're, life is not a race. That's why I keep on telling people. And you know, life is beautiful. It's long. There's so much, you know, to see, to see, to do. But you know, if you don't stop and smell the roses, it can just kind of pass you by. And all of a sudden, you're going to wake up one day, and you're going to be a third year resident. And like, <laughs> where did time go? And what happened? So, so I kind of appreciate that. Like, I went through. I went directly from undergrad into med school mm-hmm. um, and I've thought about like was that the right decision you know I don't know it's so much regret it's just more of like a what if right, you know right. so and I don't think either decision is right or wrong you know I'm finishing I'll be a intern when I'm 25 you know so I was well since you opened the door yeah. <laughs> you are known to be I think are you the youngest member I'm of the, the class? third youngest I believe okay. in our class okay yeah so again how's that feel is that just weird um, or? it was very weird actually when people talk about the the aughts, the 2000s, you don't remember that time very well. <laughs> it's a little blurry. Okay. Um, it's it's a weird feeling uh, to know that you know a lot of my colleagues are much older or you know not much older but maybe at least old enough that they've had you know lives before they came to med mm-hmm. school. You know my only life has been school um, so, so far. When, when did you graduate high school? Uh, 2010. So how old were you? So uh, I would have been 17 then. Okay. So that was just the trick. You got, you kind of started. Yeah, I started a little bit early. Okay, and yeah. then you, you graduated college in four years. Yeah. Okay, you didn't yep. do the you didn't do the three years high school. Three I did. Years. Well, I graduated in three and a half years if we're gonna get technical. Okay, so. we're, we're getting very technical. We're getting down the weeds. Okay. Well, cool. And so, uh, third year. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Do you love it? Do you not love it? Oh my gosh, I love it. It's very different than the first. Oh, two years. Okay. it's so different. So uh, um, at the end of second year. You get 10 weeks off or six weeks off, whatever it was, to study for step one, which is like this big scary test that everyone's really worried about. Um, And then you just study for it nonstop and then you take it and you're like, well, what do I do with the rest of my life? And then school is like, hey, why don't you try pretending to be a doctor for another two years and see how you like that? And I loved it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's really scary your first day because you don't know what to expect. You don't know what's going to happen. The patients you see – this is why we come to med school is to be in the hospital, to treat patients, to see mm-hmm. what we see every day. And, uh, you know, 
I feel like it's really this reward that I got after taking step one. Like, mm. it was like the cake you get after you've just destroyed this huge meal. <laughs> so, I love that image. I've never yeah. heard that before. Is that your own? Or? Uh, I did. I just made that okay, up. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That's the, that's the spontaneity of the pod. So, yeah, I'd like that. Like, 30 years of the treat after step one. Yeah. It is, it is a difficult test. It's hard to study for. It's very arduous. Right. So, but yeah, you get to be out in the clinics, the wars, meeting patients. Mm. And, and it's actually the life of a doctor. It's kind of, you're just there. Yeah. Um, so besides internal medicine, uh-huh. other impressions of your rotations? Uh, you know, I was actually impressed how much I liked psychiatry. Okay. Um, I did child psych at uni um, and I was working with Dr. Steinman who was absolutely great. And we uh, just, you know, the patients we saw and how we approached things. And I was just really surprised by how much I enjoyed You don't have rotation. to say it's a niche. <laughs> just because I'm a child psychiatrist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, has it all been roses or, you know? No. Oh, okay. goodness gracious, no. Okay. Um, so I, uh, I realized that I've never really had an experience neurology experience before I came to med school. So I never really took any neuro classes in Mm -hmm. undergrad, you know, never really looked at the brain that hard. Um, And then I came here and we did sort of our general overview class of everything. And I was like, "Eh, I don't really understand this neurology stuff. Maybe it'll click a little bit better later. And then second year came and you took a more in-depth class and, you know, I still didn't like it. Mm -hmm. Then we did the rotation. I was like, this really just isn't for me. This isn't your cup of tea. Not, you know, you have hit it three times now and I just cannot get my head Mm -hmm. around it. So that was a hard rotation. Yeah. So I really kind of struggled. Yeah. Yeah, Um, And I just, you know. When you're not interested in something, it just really hits you a lot harder, mm. I feel, third year. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, let's see. A couple other – you know, you're doing – this is fun, Nisha. I love having <laughs> you on. A couple more topics. Okay. Um, relationships. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go there. Okay. Let's go there. <laughs> let's go there. So uh, how does a med student balance studying all the demands, especially with third year, mm-hmm. step one prep, all that stuff with relationships? Yeah, so it's tough. Um, so me and Parvati started dating uh, like the beginning of second year, maybe a little bit into it. Um, and it was a hard transition because second year things ramp up a little bit and then all of a sudden we're starting a new relationship. Um, and so uh, uh, we just kind of kept trying different – I like to say models of our relationship until we figured out what worked for Ooh, us. models. I like yeah. this. What kind of models so, are we talking about? So we're talking about how this often we see each other. This is very engineer of you. Yeah, yes. it is, right? <laughs> <laughs> we talk about you know, things that we would sort of discuss because we were both very oriented, focused on our uh, on our careers, right? Mm-hmm. You know, We met after med school started and so – you know, we were already sort of enthralled into what med school is. And so we talked about this a lot and how we wanted to approach the relationship. And, um, you know, uh, some days we would see each other every day after school. Some days would be maybe, you know, once a week, things like that. And, uh, you know, figuring out whether we want to study for tests together or not. And, you know, it was a lot of trial and error until we really figured out a model that worked and that actually worked going into step one, which was really a, kind of a trial by fire period. So what's the model? What's, what so, you uh, if you can share that with No, us. of course. Yeah. So what really worked for us was that we kind of set one day a week that was a date night mm. where, you know, no matter what else was going on that week, you know, that would be the night that we would go out for dinner or, you know, we'd go watch a movie or whatever. You know, no that studying. Would be, yeah, no studying. Okay. You know, we didn't really talk about school. We would just, you know, have a have each other's have a normal non-medical conversation yeah yeah yeah. um and then uh 
we also sort of talked about communication and you know calling and texting and you, we didn't want to be like too much in each other's face and you know not enough and we just kind of find a good balance for you know replying to texts every whatever 20 to 30 minutes we felt like it or whenever we got free and mm-hmm. um it really helped that we were both kind of going through the same thing at the same time we mm-hmm. knew that both of us had to study for this test right now and so now is probably not the best time to harass someone about what they're going to wear for med school prom mm-hmm. like uh you know there is a medical school prom there is okay, that's why that's making, why i brought it up this is, yes. very, this is mucho importante <laughs> when is it um it's in march okay this year it's in march i think it's like march 12th or something and there's this ritual in utah that you usually ask people very creatively uh-huh. yeah is that still yeah. going on for med school it, it prom? is so uh You're last year me. i asked you are Par, kidding me. okay i put um I put a candy in a donut and then I said something like, I do not want you to say no to me. And then in the candy, it was like, will you go to prom with me inside of the donut? Because the joke was that like I'm a mystery wrapped in an enigma and so she had to like unravel all the parts of – yeah. So it's a psychiatrist. <laughs> I find that statement fascinating. Uh, so I am shocked that people are still asking each other it's, creatively it's a good time. on a grad school level. Do other people do this too? Or? I mean I, I don't know, but I like to keep with the tradition. Keep up the, yeah, yeah. You grew up in Utah. Yeah. You know how it's like. First right? year, I asked someone by renting a puppy – and said, uh, you can rent puppies? Yes, you can rent puppies. Oh, it's Is this the, the dark best side of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> the best stress relief. Puppies rent SLC or something like that. I don't know. Okay. But you rent them and they just sort of drop them off for an hour and you play with them. And it was, it was a good way of asking a girl to prom. So, wow. Uh, but that, so. But that was not par. Let's jump. That back was to par. another. Sorry. So yes, how did so par answer you back with the donut? Because it isn't. It's like, it's like a. It's like a tennis match. You hit the ball in their court. You know, uh, creatively and. This is bad, but I can't remember right now. <laughs> I can't remember, but... Well, we might have to edit this part out of the podcast. All right. Well, last question, Nish. We're almost out of time. This okay. is fun. Um, uh, I need to ask. Uh-huh. So what are you known for in med school? What am I known for in med yeah. school? Um, I think it's for being probably the baby of the class. Okay. I was leaning more towards culinary choices. Oh, <laughs> okay. I am known for that too. Okay. So what are okay. you known for in med school? I'm known for uh, uh, really having an infatuation with Taco Bell. Let's talk about this. Okay. Let's... When did this start? What happened? Um, you know, my first memory of Taco Bell was I was probably like eight or nine and we were driving home from Yellowstone and there was no fast food places open except for Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. And that's the first time I like really remember enjoying it. Because I think – and I probably speak for the vast majority of parents when uh-huh. I say this. Taco Bell is probably not the go-to option for food for your eight-year-olds. That's fair. So that's I, fair. So I yeah. bet your parents – was, it was kind of like the like last resort. Yeah. Right? Well, okay. And my mom's a dietitian, So there's, oh my there's, gosh, a, lot, there's a lot riding on that wow. decision. <laughs> wow. So it, it, so really fond memory, you know, uh-huh. Yellowstone, Buffalo, Geysers, Taco Bell. <laughs> yep. and, and, and it just kind of started from that moment? It, you know, that's, that's what I think – that's where I think it started. Yeah. Okay. And then, you know, I just kept trying different items on it until I figured out what I really liked there, and that's all I want now. So, again, what are, what, what are your top picks? What are, what's good So I get a Mexican pizza, okay. um, a cheesy gordita crunch, okay. and then regular nachos. And how much does that cost? Uh, it's probably 7 to $8, I believe. Okay. Yeah. And then did you ever work at Taco Bell? No, I've never. I okay. used to tell people I wanted to work there when I was a kid, though. So at the height of your Taco Bellness, uh-huh. I would, which I assume was high school or college, it, it would probably have actually been high school. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. once a week, more than once a week. How much were you going? There? Probably once a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, and 
did you hide it from your parents? Or, no. Or, okay. <laughs> no, not at was, all. <laughs> was it like a scarlet letter of TP <laughs> on your chest? You know? They were well aware. Okay. They were well aware. And they weren't worried. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, I was a, I was actually kind of a, a blueberry in high school. You know, I was I was a little uh, I was okay. a little I was a little chubby around the edges. Okay. Yeah, and I was short. That's why I said a blueberry. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I was kind of a small guy. Uh, how do you feel about Taco Bell's breakfast items? I love them. They're okay. delicious. I've actually never had them. Oh, they're so good. I've been tempted. They're so. they're better than any. I I would say they're better than any other fast food chain's breakfast items. Have you ever done like a Taco Bell challenge where you try to eat there for multiple meals in the day? Or no, I I have okay. not. Okay. No. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so going back, let's bring it full circle. Okay. So back to your relationship. Uh-huh. How often do you eat out at Taco Bell on these date nights? Okay. So when me and Par first started, we were like really tired because you know school was starting up and things like that, and so we just wanted something fast. So we would just grab some Taco Bell and. Honestly, it was probably for a good two months. It was maybe once a week. It oh, was bad. It beautiful. was bad. That's beautiful. Oh no, it was bad. Now it's like at most once a month. Okay. Yeah. So, so now that your third year, uh-huh. your schedule's busier. Do you like buy some and keep it at home and then put in your, <laughs> the little pockets? The I just, white coat? you know, I'm okay. just trying to cut it out. I'm actually, I'm actually trying to go cold turkey. <gasps> Taco Bell detox. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. You should keep a journal. Oh yeah. This would be a great qualitative research. Piece, so. <laughs> See how my Withdrawal. body cleanses itself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cleanse. Okay. Well, Anish, I really appreciate you. Thanks for coming on the pod. We'll have to have you come back. You know, maybe a year from now when you're kind of gearing up for match and yeah. match day and all that entails. Sounds and so, good. Cool. Thanks, Doctor Chan. Thanks for coming, Anish. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.